Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. This is our 15th year anniversary. This is well, top so of the mind. Why? Well, because Steve Jones is celebrating 10. We're five, year old, five years older than Steve. Maybe Matt McGloin <laughs> will call our show, too. Well, maybe Steve will call our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, he will, doesn't have to call. We have him on a... Uh, he's on the tie line, right? Right. The direct link to the Sunbury Motors studio up in State College. But, uh, yeah, maybe he'll join us. You just never know. Well, hey, happy anniversary. But hey. it's not till September. Okay. <laughs> Something over there talking at you? Uh, I don't know what it is. Folks, we, you just talk among yourselves until we, Mark's ready to start the program. I don't have a speaker, but <laughs> it's not Kevin. He's it's on your his. side. Oh, okay. <laughs> Check your phone. It's totally idle. Well... Something is yakking at you over there. Welcome to On the Mark, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by the Sunbury oh, Motor I'm Company. Sorry. Routes 11 and 15. It was your phone, wasn't <laughs> yes, it, Mark? It's, it's Farmville. I'm Thank sorry. you. <laughs> How embarrassing. Farmville. How are you plowing the fields again today? No, we're planting asparagus. <laughs> sorry. That was the tractor dialogue. Now you know what really goes on uh, w- in between weather forecasts. That and him sitting here spinning his widget thing all during the program <laughs> well, with his shoes it, off. I, I broke that habit. That was I determined that to be a bad habit, and I broke that habit. The worst habit is doing the program with your shoes off, if you don't mind me saying it's so. It's not a habit. That's a necessity. <laughs> okay. What are you doing now? You know, you would set the program. We could start if you would say who brought it to us. and Maybe my shoes are on. Well, I, they're usually not. This so program's already headed down the Johnny Flusher. <laughs> <laughs> the producer's supposed to help us. I guess we're we're in big trouble now. It's only so much I can do. <laughs> if, we've, if we've lost the producer, we've lost the audience. <laughs> lost America. All right, welcome on board, everybody. It is the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Yes, my shoes are off. Let's just get that out of the way. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can always check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can do what I do. Uh, check out uh, the line of vehicles they have. Uh, see if you want uh, you can search the website. Just say you need uh, 36 miles to the gallon. If that's the, cre- the key filter criteria, you can do that. And so sunburymotors.com will give you an opportunity to let you know all the vehicles they have that get over 30 miles to the gallon on the highway. Well, they have one down there that gets a gazillion miles to the gallon. That's an electric Mustang, but uh, all the rest of them get very high gas mileage these days. And there's a lot of uh, technology put into these and a lot of work to make sure they get high mileage if that's a single criteria. What if you're like Joe and uh, you're uh, going fast and accelerating fast is your opportunity? Well, they do have a sport criteria that allows you to look at some of the vehicles that might be a little bit faster. And so, and strangely enough, the Mustang Mach-E is on that list too. So it starts on a dime about four seconds to zero to 60. So that's the kind of information you get from sunburymotors.com. I did a quickie download of some of the information and found out that the 2022 Ford Ranger they have down there, the four-door with the five-foot bed, has basically the same price as last year. Last year it was 
listed as $41,999. Now it's $41,550.99. So it's an opportunity for you to make sure you get a modern Ford Ranger with the electronic locking system. It's got the trailer towing backup thingamabobber that helps you out in case you haven't a clue how to back up a trailer. And, of course, it's got the 110 power outlet in the bed, and it's just a wonderful truck. And it's easy to park. It pr practically parks itself, so it really just helps you. But honestly, you, know, you could probably walk away with that truck for about 40 even, depending upon your trade-in, and then you would be getting 30 miles to the gallon on the highway with a new Ford Ranger with the four-cylinder engine. So we invite you to check out kind of this information at uh, WDKOK uh, sponsors or uh, on the Mark Sponsors website, sunbearmotors.com, and uh, please avail yourself of the specials that they got down there, and they would just love to help you out. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM in your text. we got open phones. Let's see what's happened in the news well, lately. Well, the biggest thing this morning that I found, and this is interesting to me, that schools across America are implementing the Black Lives Matter at School Week of Action curriculum that calls for, quote, the disruption of Western nuclear family dynamics. Now, that doesn't that sound <laughs> okay, all Okay, so inclusive? first of all, how many schools are doing this? Well, I'm getting to that. The week of action started on Monday in several schools from Washington State to Massachusetts, bringing to classrooms the activist-based curriculum that several. preaches controversial issues. So this is an issue growing. This is not schools across America. This is... No, it is schools across America. It's not every school across America, it's but several. some schools across several. America. Oh, anyway, All right, but anyway, we're talk, we talk a lot about what unites us and what divides us. It seems to me that we, we have here a divisive issue. According to the Week of Action starter kit published on the Black Lives Matter at School website, the group has a list of four national demands that include funding counselors, not cops, and mandating black history and ethnic studies in classrooms. Additionally, the Week of Action curriculum centers itself around the 13 Black Lives Matter guiding principles, which include concepts such as black villages and globalism. And this is from their site. It says black villages is the disruption of Western nuclear family dynamics and a return to the collective village that takes care of each other. That's what the starter kit reads. Globalism wait, is wait, our... Wait, wait, wait. Read that last sentence. A collective... Black villages is the disruption of Western nuclear family dynamics and a return to the collective village that takes care of each other. What's wrong with a collective village that takes care of each other? What's wrong with Western nuclear family dynamics? I don't know. I don't even, I'm not quite sure I even know what you're saying. Nuclear, I mean, I heard it. You've but heard I, of the nuclear family. That's of course. All of our relatives, all of our people gather together. They're saying, forget that. We don't want that. We want a global village where it's not important you have Brother. a mother or father. It's just everybody's going to get together and take okay. care of you. Well, maybe those several school districts should revisit that. I'm sure your encapsulation and summary of this is extremely one-sided bias, bias and, <laughs> and lacking almost all the key information that you'd need to well, make uh, a decision. Well, what key information is missing? I don't know. You tell me. You, you talking, brought it here. They brought. They have national demands, not just requests. These Where are demands. Where did you find out about this? Where are these several school districts? Or, around I here? Said they were, no, there are several from Washington State to Massachusetts. They're across the country. Not in every state, not in every community, but okay. And this is this, they are pushing to start BLM this. at school, but which what, is yes. what a, a division of BLM. I would gather or? it is. Look, 
I'm not saying that they shouldn't have, you know, advocate for what they believe in. But, you know, we talk a lot about being divided in this country you and the division is it. increasing. Well, don't you think it is? I don't know. It's just a matter of uh, the, the, I think the fact is, that, you know, you have so much there's so little information there. It's hard to say if it's adding to division or helping. But in any event, OK, so let's suppose it's part of the problem. Uh, would you say that your education in the Harrisburg Area School District really talked about the important issues? that related to black history, like the link lynchings and and uh, devastation that occurred to family and transitions to slavery. And the, did you get an accurate picture of that? I think what we got is we grew up together, blacks and whites, Hispanics, mm-hmm. Jews, Catholics. We right, all went to public schools together. This has nothing to do with together. the neighborhood. No, no, I'm talking about in the schools. I mean, we accepted each other for what we were. And I think that, you know, I get back to my class. You're not answering my question. You're well, answering a totally answering, different question. No, no, I'm answering the I'm question. I'm asking you if your education was adequate when it came to black history and you're telling me what the kids looked like in your neighborhood. No, I'm, that's not what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that we learn from each other. Maybe that's our national, maybe that's our global village, if you will. The black but, village. But we learn from each other. We learn to accept one another. We grew, right. we played in the band together. We played on the football team together. We were Their girls were cheerleaders together. They were band front together. We didn't think about race in terms of division. We thought about, these are kids we go to school with. Somewhere we've lost that. And now it's becoming important to identify ourselves as one thing or the other. President Biden's doing it with a call to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. Why not just the best qualified candidate? Why do we have to have... Yeah, why not a qualified person? Well, that's a widespread, you know, obviously that's a gaffe on his part. I mean, if you want to make that promise in front of a a group of people two years ago, that's one thing, but to to continue it, that just seems silly. But it also assumes, if you think that that's uh, terrible and racist, then... Is is it almost assumes that you don't think there are any no, black no. women that I, are qualified? I'm sure there are eminently qualified black women for almost any job you could think of in this country. Maybe every job you could think of in this country. But my point, which I think you're ignoring, is that this is more stuff that divides us. We should be looking for ways to unite us, for ways where we can come together, we can work together, we can appreciate our differences and accept them. Instead of having to identify them and point them out and then make them the biggest thing in our lives. And that's exactly where this country's headed right now. I think you're looking at everything except the mirror. I think you got to answer the question, was your history in school white-centric? Can we do anything to make to improve that? And you won't answer the question. You keep telling me that there were black kids who were cheerleaders. Okay, that's great. (laughs) You know, fantastic for them. But was the high school history that you learned about black history in America, was it white-centric? Was it white-centered from a white perspective? Right, white, white, tell me what white-centric is. Well, I just think if you got a realistic view at, at, at what uh, the trans- we transportation yes, of slavery, we slavery to the U.S., you got a realistic picture. You saw uh, chains and we discussed handcuffs Douglas. And, and lynchings. How many, you remember everything about Gettysburg. How many people were lynched in the U.S.? Did they talk about that? How many blacks were lynched? How many whites were lynched? Did they touch on that? Did they give you that information? <laughs> I didn't think so. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The history of the, that the if a school the decides that it's going to include black activism as part of the learning, that's good. That could teach people about what people in America were doing here two years ago and what Black Lives uh, Matter might have to say. Their national demands, Mark, the include, goal is to be include counselors, not cops, and black history and ethnic studies in classrooms. Okay, so, so right, well, get what rid about of that curriculum and try a different one. How try about one Asian that relates history to and ethnic studies? How about Slavic 
history and ethnic studies. How about Irish history and ethnic studies? I agree. I wouldn't. I couldn't agree well, more. We won't get anything else done in school. We won't be teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. We'll be teaching. Okay, so we'll take the how ethnic many histories. the two schools that have this curriculum. These several schools, wherever they may be, we'd like them to add to that a more well-rounded. We'll say that this well, is. Well, no, a you asked me use. if I learned everything. Do you know everything about the Irish culture and history? Do you know everything about Slavic history? No, and, and I'll tell you what. I don't come in here and say, "Aha, here, this is black history that can't be taught." But this again, is divisive. That's this not make what I'm saying. And as usual, you choose to ignore my main point, which <laughs> is that well, this is more stuff that divides us instead of uniting us. President Biden said he was going to be the great uniter. He was going to bring this country together. He was going to be Joe. the most transparent president in the history Joe. of the United States. Who brought your little clipping with you today? Who, Who brought the divisive piece of rhetoric with you today? I didn't create this Black Lives Matter at School curriculum. Joe, who brought it to the table so I that you did, could divide I did, merely us? to point it out and who to say... Who published it? Who printed it? This was from Fox News. And you think that was published in a manner that was meant to bring us but together? I, I'm not saying what their goal was. I'm telling you I'm what should be our division. goal. Who published it in such a manner that it can help divide and brought it to our show today to further divide us? Well, I us? think Black Lives Matter did. They're the ones who created the the uh, demands, if you will, the ethnic demands. I'll give you some help since you won't say it. Who brought the divisive <laughs> material to our show today? Who's in the picture there? Well, it's a picture of me. Right, exactly. So who's trying to divide us, Joe? I'm not trying to divide I you. I am trying to point out that division exists, and it's being fueled by things like this. If, if I propose... Mark, if I said, you know what I think we ought to do? I think we ought to gather all the black people together in black villages and let them take care of each other. You would be calling me the worst racist in the history of racism, <laughs> wouldn't you? I don't think you're racist, Joe, and I'm not going to answer that yes. If uh, I proposed what I just said, would you not consider me a racist? What we, wait, what's the proposal If what's I the said we should again? gather all the black people together in black villages and let them take care of each other. Yeah, that's their vision of globalism. If I said I, that, if that was my proposal, I thought that would I be a racist? related to us all going back to helping everybody, helping everybody. That black villages is the disruption of Western nuclear family dynamics right. and a return to the collective village that takes care of each other. Right. If that's what I proposed, grouping black people together in a village and letting them take care of themselves, I would be called <laughs> the worst racist in the history of race. I would make George Wallace all look right, like a saint. We have a, a couple of things uh, from Kevin. Uh, Kevin's going to answer the phone in one second. But first, Kevin, uh, the black groundhog from Punxsutawney. What happened this morning? Is it this one? We have all passed through the darkness of night, but now see hope in morning's bright light. But now, what? when I turn to see, there's a perfect shadow cast of me. Six more weeks of winter there will be. <laughs> Talk no, about no more winter. useless superfluous. Well, it's only February. We can have a, one more month of, uh, of The day uh, I start winter. believing in groundhog for weather forecasts is the day I should be committed. All right. We also, well, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to divide us, but uh, all right. And uh, we did share on uh, CBS this morning that on the, the 7 a.m. hour, they announced that the Washington Redskins football team is now going to be known as the ah, Commanders. You, you racist. You called them the Redskins. That's, they were the Washington football team. Wasn't that their former name? No, their former name up until today was the Washington football team. Oh, but then prior to that, what was it called? They were called Redskins. Okay. Oh, which Joe. was ethnically insensitive. <laughs> no, historically speaking, we're permitted to 
discuss it. All right. I don't like We're going to be the talking Washington about commanders. more. We're going to talk about more white-centric history lessons in school when we come back. And, of course, when I asked Joe about white history, he's once again going to tell me about a black girl who was in his math class. So <laughs> get ready for that. All right. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury. We're taking a break, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the music uh, from Groundhog Day. All right. Now, Kevin thought that I would remember it, and I had to think about it for a second, but you actually did remember it. So Sonny Kevin, and Cher, sure. He's way ahead of us on this Wow. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. Well, I would not have been able to think of the movie and then think of the song, but since I hear the song, now I know where I, I, I remember, remember that alarm clock from. clicking at, what, 7 a.m.? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> I got you, babe. <laughs> that is a great, enchanting movie, too. I wonder if he knew when he was making that that it wasn't going to be a <laughs> film that would come out this fall and then would be gone, that it would be a touchstone film forever. Yeah, well, my favorite was, I told Kevin, was Ned Ryerson, when uh, they got the insurance geek that he keeps running into, and mm-hmm. finally he just says to him, Ned, Ned Ryerson, and then punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like day 50 or something like that. Chris, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for waiting through the break. Go right ahead. Yes, well, uh, I think uh, Joe is being intentionally silly. But maybe it's unintentionally. Who knows? He still hasn't explained why this is different than Ronald Reagan. What, what's different from what what's related different? to Reagan? Uh, campaigning and following through with a promise to appoint a woman. Yeah, Joe, why is it different that President Reagan, before, while he well, was campaigning, I said he would it, appoint a up. woman? And, of course, uh, President well, Biden I, said he the, would the, appoint a black not, woman. That's not the discussion we had yesterday. It was whether or not there were was any negative impact from... Uh, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor's appointment, and the article I read said there was. President Reagan himself said he was starting to hear negative comments, and from his own party. So, and not yeah, just from, from his, his own, own party. party. Not just from his own party. Not just you from his own party. You said the Democrats did it. <laughs> You're not hearing me. I said he said it was even coming from his own party. It was yeah. coming from the Democrats and coming from his own party. And you found a news article where somebody was quoted. Yes, President Reagan was quoted talking about the opposition he faced. Yes, but no, none of the people, none of the people, what they might have actually been saying, this is all in private maybe or something? 
I don't know, Chris. Look it up. I looked no, it up. No, neither do I, and neither do you. And that was, and I, I brought up that point two days ago, too, or on Friday, or whenever it was last. But maybe it was Monday. So, uh, uh, precisely about Reagan, and you've you've ignored it. I haven't ignored it. <laughs> you got, how is it different? Well, it's not different from the standpoint okay. that he said he was going to Any do it. Discussion that. But but you're mis you you again you choose to ignore the bigger broader point. Okay. President well, Biden said he, point. President me. Biden said he was going to unite the country. He was going to be the most transparent president we've ever had, and yet he's doing things that make us more divided. And that's no, one of the. No, that does not make us more divided. It makes us more united. How? Because we now have a. We'll now have a black woman on the Supreme Court, and, and so, that brings a whole group of people into the country. So, when, women got, when a woman got nominated, women were thrilled. So they in other words, more attached to the Supreme Court, more attached to our institutions. So in other words, when we can't. Now, would you let me finish good, for a second? Would you let thing. me put him on and hold for a minute? A he won't even listen for a minute. The President of the United States has an obligation to appoint the best qualified people for the jobs who support him politically. You assume black women can't no, be qualified. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you're going to unite the country and if you're going to say that I want the best for this country, I think you make a mistake in saying I'm going to take the best qualified this or that person for the job. Why not just say I'm going to take the best qualified person and then appoint who you want? and defend them instead of putting some, uh, uh, I won't say a, uh, a stain on their back. Because or a, there is no such thing as a best person. Yes, there is. No, well, there's no there is not. Well, that's your opinion. My opinion is there is. There's people who are best in various different ways and various different things that you can And I said the to. president is free to pick somebody who, who uh, mirrors his political beliefs and his philosophies. That's only natural. I'm just saying, why make a big deal out of saying it's got to be this type of person? Why not just say it's going to well, be the I best person? Like President Reagan did, and you didn't have any problem with him making a woman a big deal, did you, Bill? I didn't so care. The at, the t at the time, I didn't care. You said care. there was a difference. Now you don't say there is a difference. Oh, Chris, it's just circular argument with you. I mean, you never, I you never listen to what somebody says. Again, you, you, don't said, you don't well, listen I, to what anybody else says. You just keep talking I, and talking I and talking. To exactly have a nice day, said, Chris. Joe. We'll talk to you later. So have a good day. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. You still have the floor. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess he's, he's just surrendered. And and those and I wonder who in Fox News uh, was carrying that story. Was that a Fox News story or was that a FoxNews.com? It would be on the website. <laughs> but yeah, and and that has nothing to do with anything that Biden has to do with dividing the country. But then he convinces, can tries to connect that to the Supreme Court nomination. Well, I think. I mean, it, it's just, Joe. Why don't you look at what Florida is doing on uniting the country? The Florida governor on this issue of education. What's you he doing? You can't talk about black issues in school if he gets his way. Well, all culture should That's be considered. Banned. And where? What's your source for that? That he's banned so teaching about black black yesterday. issues, huh? I didn't see it's that story. Is that yesterday. on MSNBC? Because I didn't see it. 
Yeah, well, where I guess it? you had your blinders on. Well, where, where is it? I didn't see it. I didn't see it covered. I watched Morning Joe. Okay, I watched well, MSNBC. I didn't look it up before I called here. So I'm like, you can't oh, tell so you, you don't really is. know. You're just here spouting off stuff, huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, that is not even the same thing I said to you. I don't know what you're trying to do. You're, if you want to be worthless, be worthless. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> Right. Well, that's better than garbage. I'm moving up now. I'm now just worthless. <laughs> well, garbage has value. Well, I guess it does. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. Let's see. AP reports Florida bans critical race theory from its uh, classrooms. Critical race theory. That was last June, though. I don't... Th- so you didn't find anything about uh, Governor DeSantis... Bli- 2022. Uh, I'm searching Governor DeSantis 2022. Uh, no black education in school. Here we go, January 20th. Florida bill to shield people. Okay, CNN is reporting a bill backed by Governor Ron DeSantis uh, that would prohibit Florida's public schools and private businesses from making feel discomfort or guilt based on their race, sex, or national origin received first approval Tuesday by the Senate Education Committee. This is a dateline Florida, not the U.S. Education Committee. Uh, The Republican-controlled committee approved the bill with six Republican senators in favor and three Democratic senators opposed. Although the bill named individual freedom does not mention critical race theory, the term is used in the attached bill analysis that is given to senators. DeSantis also referred to CRT when he announced the proposed legislation at a media event in December, saying the proposed law would help CRT, would keep CRT out of the schools and out of the workplace. Uh, so anyway, um, but... Uh, but there was nothing there that says he banned the teaching of black history or about black people or... It would, the legislation would prohibit individuals from making people feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her race, color, sex, or national origin. Gee, that's, that sounds horrible. Why would somebody propose a law like that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that we're going to try and keep people from being hurt or offended. <laughs> Are you just doing that to divide us, or do you really feel that way? <laughs> I'd never know. All right, we'll take any comers for any topic. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Well, it's Groundhog Day again. Ned, Ned Ryerson. Okay. Hello, are my on you? <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. We woke up and on the mark is on the air again, and Joe's bringing in his Fox News clippings. It's Groundhog Day all over again here. <laughs> all right. Yes, Mr. Joe is directly across from me. I'm very glad to say that he's a conservative, natural-born listener. Is you know, the favorite thing to call him, though, isn't just a, uh, a one-sided fox lover. He is actually his favorite title comes at the dinner table when both of his grandkids look across the table. 
Sullivan. Call him. Papa. There we go. On the market sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. Check Sometimes them. Sometimes they call me something else. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I hope they're not in any four-letter words. Yet. Not oh, yet. Oh, though Papa's a four-letter word. Papa's a four-letter word. Yeah, anyway. On the market sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Do as I've done. Drive a variety of vehicles from there and then buy one. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. We talked about Groundhog Day a little bit. Talked about race. Uh, Black Lives Matters in-classroom uh, curriculum is being used by a couple of school districts in the U.S. And uh, Joe Fields is very divided. He knows a tiny bit about it, just enough to know that uh, it probably is not gluing us all back together. I know part of the purpose is to teach activism, but can it be possible to teach activism without dividing us? Uh, we could find out. Uh, so we can continue discussing that. Uh, or maybe there's another topic. President Biden got a response from Russia on his Ukraine policy, and it looks like we're going to be doing some more dialogue. So that's a positive outcome, I guess, as far as that can go. And uh, maybe there's something else. Olympics, we're going to hear from I mean, We can a talk about President, former President Trump trying more of his stuff, if To you overthrow will. the government? Well, he's trying now promising pardons if he gets elected to people who were in the riot. Right. Well, and he also said it's officially wanted Pence to overturn the election, which Pence decided not to do. Thank because, goodness. Because it would be illegal in part, but right. also because... Uh, it would have been illegal. It would have been the wrong thing to do. Um, actually, on, on this topic, very briefly, there's a move in Congress to shore up that both Republicans and Democrats agree on. I think I heard this on NPR or Washington Post yesterday, uh, that both Republicans and Democrats agree on what would have to be a, an amendment to whatever laws relate to specifically to that uh, ceremonial reading, uh, that they would uh, make it 100% verifiably clear that the vote of the electors in the states has to be verified as the you know the winner or not. So to well, be he continued. Well, cla- he claimed, uh, I, I thought it was ironic, uh, Howie Kurtz, who is on Fox News, Fox mm-hmm. Television, he does a great show called uh, Media Buzz on mm-hmm. Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. He wrote a story this morning among the things that Trump was complaining about, what the media was trying to hide from the fact that he's raised $112 million so far for tw- in 2022, and Howie Kurtz listed all the news media coverage of it, and it was extensive. Every network had covered the fact that he raised that $112 million. So, I mean, Donald Trump, I, I think, has become more of a divisive influence in this country uh, than he really needs to be. I mean, we and I think Biden's doing the same thing in, to some extent, and Trump's doing it. And neither one of them is trying to bring us together. But I think at the moment, I give Trump the worst grades mm-hmm. for that. Well, and he wants to be our next president. I think he will be our next president because uh, I see a lot of people still interested in voting for him. So I think he'll probably do pretty well. But we'd love to hear your opinion about all of this. I was just doing a brief summary of some of the things that are at play in the U.S. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have some very brief news headlines. State Department of Health has released the latest data for COVID-19 cases in school-aged children for the week of January 19th through the 25th. The number of cases is up that week. There were nearly 450 cases among children, 4,300 cases since August among children in our immediate area, and those numbers have since uh, peaked and are starting to go down. So we'll get another report next week that will show, uh, probably will show that the peak has occurred. Milton area school districts 100% virtual today and tomorrow as they deal with 25 positive cases of COVID-19. 
COVID-19 at Bakker Elementary and 90 students and staff quarantining just the Bakker Elementary schools gone uh, um, virtual. The Pennsylvania National Guard continues to play a critical role in the state's response thanks to the volunteers in the Guard. Here's a report from Mark Sims. In the PA National Guard's latest pandemic-related mission, 64 soldiers and airmen have been activated to provide non-medical assistance at four skilled nursing facilities which have been designated as regional support sites. Pennsylvania Adjutant General Major General Mark Schindler says it's similar to other missions the Guard has conducted. Since our long-term care facility mission began in April of 2020, Pennsylvania National Guard has conducted about 180 staffing support missions and provided some form of assistance to more than 160 long-term care facilities. The Guard has also run community-based testing sites assisted with distribution of food from food banks and supported vaccination clinics during the pandemic. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Some other headlines briefly. Whoopi Goldberg's been suspended from ABC's The View for two weeks after she came under fire for saying the Holocaust was not about race. Uh, the ABC News president, Kim Goodwin, said Tuesday in a statement, while Whoopi has apologized, I asked her to take some time off to reflect, learn, educate herself about the impact of her comments and the Holocaust. And, and the fact that the Jewish people are a race. You know, it's funny because she <clears throat> did apologize, and I'm not a big fan of Whoopi Goldberg, but she did apologize, and she said that she had learned from, you know, people had talked to her, and she learned that she was wrong. I, I don't know what more needs to be done to asking her to spend two weeks to reflect. I mean, I think the view is one well, of the most... Well, also learn about the Holocaust and the fact that Jewish people are a race. A lot of I, people I think, didn't know that. Yeah, well, I, I think she probably, you know, learned her lesson. She apologized, and again, it's I don't know what two more weeks are going to do for her. I doubt that she's going to spend the entire two weeks thinking about it. Well, when you're a glunk zillionaire <laughs> and you get two weeks off work, guess what? You That's go, what you I go call somewhere. a vacation. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Finally, uh, U.S. Congresswoman Liz Cheney, a Republican from Wyoming, Monday announced she raked in $2 million for the fourth quarter of 2021, more than she has in any previous quarter. Cheney began in 2022 with $4.7 million in the bank. Her latest was the best quarter of 2021, which included $1.5 million in the first quarter, $1.9 in the second, $1.7 in the the third, the congresswoman raised a total of $7 million during 2021. All of this comes while President Trump continues to refer to her as a rhino who should be run out of the U.S. Congress because he doesn't agree with her. The more he complains about her, the more she rakes in the money, she says. And he's claiming that his endorsement now is worth more than it's ever been. Well, not well, it may, not <laughs> money-wise for her. Her opponent is... Uh, um, it's talked about here. Let's see. Cheney and Representative Adam Kinzinger and other Republicans on the Select Committee criticized Trump for saying Mike Pence could overturn the... Oh, I, I thought there was something about... You know, I think I cut this off. This is from The Hill left-leaning national blog, and uh, I think I chopped it off. But they talk about somebody who's going to run against her is also raising money, but not that kind of money. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Chris, thank you for waiting through the headlines. Uh, you get another couple of moments. It was wonderful hearing the headlines. It's, it's, it's always a good way to start my morning to hear the insanity that's going on in this country. Um, it, it, I, I want to touch upon the uh, Supreme Court thing that you guys are talking about i haven't been listening to the show very often so i'll i'll admit to that so joe i i'm i'm not going to come at this like all angry and whatnot or even understand your full point of view because i honestly don't know it um i don't know where biden is necessarily being as divisive as trump 
at all. But on this particular issue of the Supreme Court and him not uniting the country by saying that he's going to specifically aim to find a qualified you know, woman of color, a, a black woman, to, to be on the Supreme Court, it would be like if you run a baseball team and you need a catcher and you need to find the best catcher in the game, but the best, most qualified player in the game that's available to you happens to be a first baseman, you don't pick the first baseman and fit him in that position. So in the eyes of President Biden and people who support his ideology like I do, actually I don't support fully his ideology, I don't think he goes far enough as, as you know, as far as a Democrat would go, but as someone who supports the ideology of unification and inclusion throughout the country, um, I think since we don't have any women of color on, or, or a woman, a black woman, no black woman has ever been on the Supreme Court, I don't think, right? So it, it's needed. It's a need. It, it's a definite need. And you don't just put another, just anybody who's qualified, no matter what they look like, or, or because everybody should be represented on that, if anywhere. On the, regardless of their political but, leaning. But Chris, there's I, I only there's only nine members of the Supreme Court. You can't possibly get every possible ethnic combination on there so that everybody feels represented. But to use well, your own argument back on you, if I have this baseball team, I'm not going to say I want the best white catcher I can get. I'm going to say I want the best catcher. If it happens to be white, if it happens to be black, I'm going to get the best qualified person for the job. And all right, I'm saying is that President Biden should have just said, I'm going to get the best qualified candidate, and she is, and then name whoever he wants. Instead of putting right. a target on her back by saying it's got to be an ethnic an ethnic uh, person. Right, but you're talking about, see, like, so what you're doing is complete, like, you're almost making it too specific when it comes to when it comes to the baseball thing, because, like, everybody on the Supreme Court should be playing for the same thing. So, in other words, what what I'm saying is like if in in on the Supreme Court, yet first off, you can make room for every type of person there is in this country on the Supreme Court simply by adding more justices. Because maybe oh, come on. <laughs> maybe maybe it's time maybe it's time we add more justices. But I know you're against that, and I absolutely know why you're against that. So we're not going to go there. I don't even want to get into that debate. That's not a debate that needs to be had because. I know without question what your stance is on that, and that's only because you currently and your ideology for this country hold the power in that number seven, right? But if no, it's nine. Stand, it's nine. Whatever, Chris. nine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just woke up. I apologize. <laughs> nine. So if, but if you were to expand to eleven or thirteen, then you could have a transgender, a gay woman, a gay man, uh, a, a Latino, a Native American. You could find many qualified people in You've every You've just run way well person. beyond 11 there. You gave me about 15 that yeah, you want. Okay, let's do that then. That's fine. Why I think not do 378 and we'll include every specific subset, people who identify as this, identify as that, people who are yellow, like green, white, black, no. blue. Nothing like a conservative to exaggerate the problem. I get it because it doesn't fit your narrative. It makes perfect sense. 
Well, no, you're so the that, one that said I we would, should expand the court. You said if we expand the court, we have room for everybody. Well, we don't have room for everybody. This country is a melting pot. We have more in um, ethnic groups. We have more national groups than you could shake a stick at. But I think back to Teddy really? Roosevelt, who said that we are not hyphenated Americans. We need to be Americans, period. But Joe, but Joe, Joe is it truly a melting pot when it doesn't ever come together and melt? So here's the problem with your, with again your melting pot idea. You're not even putting all the ingredients in the decision-making categories. When the country is made up of so many different groups of people, like you said, and you're not even giving them a chance. So what you're saying is, by Biden coming out and saying, "I promise that I am going to put a a black woman in possession uh, in position of power." in a position to make decisions in this country that will reflect her community specifically and be a voice for that community. You're saying that we're not even, that we are, that he is dividing the country by just simply adding, by promising to add that ingredient. So, Chris, that's you're like saying that each you're, member of the like Supreme saying, Court. That's like saying you're against, that's Chris. Like saying you're against garlic because you make all your sauces without it. Why would I even include it? it Chris, you're saying, sense. you're saying that nobody on the Supreme Court can represent everybody in the United States. I can't, as a white man, put aside any prejudices or any preconceived notions I have and decide a case fair that the only way we should have rotating Supreme Courts. If the issue involves black people, we would have nine black justices. If the issue involves women, we'd have nine women. I happen to believe that I can represent other people and their views without uh, without injecting my own into the mix. And I believe that members of the Supreme Court can do that. I don't believe that Clarence okay. Thomas has decided every issue on whether or not he's a black man, or that Sandra Day O'Connor decided every issue on whether she was a woman. I believe they all came together and tried to represent the country as a whole. Now, maybe they come from different political philosophies, and maybe that shows up, but I happen to believe that white people can represent black people, black people can represent white people, Native Americans can represent us all. I don't have any problem with people, you know, being um, a representative for everybody else. You, you seem so, to think the only way I can represent you is if I'm like you, and that's no, divisive, I, my I friend. I don't think that's the only way, but I do believe that in a country that's been historically racist and has historically held down people of color, why wouldn't you, if you were in a position of power, want to raise up that group? And then why like, not just do it? Why I'm not just do it? I guess, I guess, I guess, the, I guess the, the, the question, Joe, is why, like, if for... 200 plus years now the white person in America has had all the power and still does to a large degree why so much like like gnashing of teeth over the idea that Joe by which there are plenty of qualified black women who are lawyers and judges and in, in you know in our government that could definitely qualify to be 
but that's not the but argument, I, 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 Chris. It sounds unfair. You're, 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 not, you're not catching the main argument. You, you and the other, Chris, I don't think you're hearing me. I'm not saying he shouldn't appoint a black They're woman not very to the Supreme Court. I'm not saying he shouldn't appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. If he wants to appoint one, fine. But why put something on her back that doesn't need to be there? Why not just say, I'm going to pick the best qualified candidate, and oh, she happens to be a black woman, and here's her name. Yeah, it sounds unfair, Chris. I, I understand what you're saying, that the definitely it's time for a qualified black woman to be on the court. There's no argument there. You know, the census says there's four or five major races in the U.S., and if you want to pick a black woman and a, or, I mean, a, a male and a female from each of those, we should have ten members of the court. If you want to include a transgender of each of those races, then you know, you're going to have to have 15. Well, and then we have to have cisgens on there too, and we have well, to have... Well, and the cisgens <laughs> already there, so we're, we're good there. But, anyway, I'm just saying, it just sounds I'm, I'm a little strange. Right. He's, he's throwing out cisgender as if it's a separate thing. <laughs> right. That's fine. But anyway, I just think it, it, to a lot of people, it just sounds strange to say, that, okay, I'm going to pick the most qualified candidate from all of the attorneys in the U.S., many of whom are federal judges, as long and if and only if she's a black woman. It just sounds strange. Although Ronald Reagan did it, as we pointed out, he said, uh, you know, I'm going to appoint a woman to the Supreme Court if I'm elected or re-elected, I think was right. what he was but saying. Here, do you remember the vote for Sandra Day O'Connor? It was 98 to nothing. And that shows that she was an extremely well-qualified candidate. Well, I think Ronald Reagan, his, Ronald Reagan so could have said... So you assume Biden's black woman candidate Ronald is unqualified. Ronald Reagan could have just said, I'm going to pick the most qualified person for the Supreme Court. Oh, and it happens to be Sandra Day O'Connor. No, he said Instead in advance. Saying, I, I know that's what I'm saying. He said in advance. He didn't have to What's say the in difference? Advance. What's the difference? The difference is he picked the best qualified candidate. It just happened to be a woman. Okay, go ahead, no. Chris. And just for the record, and just for the record, there's no way you can pick the most qualified. You can pick the black version of Sandra Day O'Connor, who got a 98 nothing vote 40 years ago, and. Guess what? That's never happening in today's politics, and that's probably why Biden came out and said he's picking a black woman, so just be prepared. Right. Like, that's just, I think, and I also think, just and just I'll leave you with this, because, and here's the danger, you, Joe, and I, and I, I don't think, like, I, as, as someone who has worked with you, as someone who has sat across that very table from you, I don't believe you're a racist. However, this and this and things like this play off as horrible dog whistles for <laughs> conservatives and they need to be careful like they just need it, it's bad it's just bad and also <laughs> Here, that's I don't point. well that's that's a great point chris we have to go but uh, that's a great point it just it just looks bad if if the president says okay you know there's a thousand qualified people in the world but of that qualified pool this time we're only picking a black woman it just doesn't sound right just like when ronald reagan campaigned and said i'm only whistle? picking a woman would that be a dog whistle for the left thank you chris thank you thank you thank you sir uh, come and visit us we should have him in the studio he's an actual liberal so it'd be better than me all right taking a quickie break got caller waiting uh, got some emails and text 1-800-795-9565 <laughs> There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Oh, I'm a little groundhog, furry and brown. I pop my head out of my hole and look around. If I see my shadow, I'll go back down for six more weeks of winter underground. Oh my gosh. I think we should toast the groundhog. Honest to Pete. Fricassee him, and then we'll have him for dinner. Anybody who's having beef tips tonight, remember, it's groundhog. (laughs) Actually, uh, today's a good day to order a pizza with bacon, because it's a groundhog pizza. (laughs) And there you have it. All right. Groundhog pizza. I'd like a pizza with a little groundhog on it, please. Cindy, go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, this, the, this conversation troubles me in that it makes um, a false assumption that the only, well, first of all, my expectation of the Supreme Court is that their feelings are irrelevant. And in watching the, uh, about any issue, they have a multi-page um, construct called the United States Constitution. And they take whatever law is in front of them and hold it up against that and say, is this consistent with these rules or isn't it? To me, that's a pretty simple thing to puzzle out. I realize there are great social and momentous consequences, but is this there or isn't it there? And I think about times in history when the Supreme Court has made momentous decisions. One would be... Brown versus the Board of Education. Now, I was trying to look it up here faster than I got called on. I see that the decision was unanimous. I'm pretty sure there were a lot of old white guys on that court. And yet they made the decision that in this country, you're entitled to a, that public education. And it can't be denied to you regardless of your race. So the assumption that I can only see things like that. I can only look at an argument from an old white lady. I I deny that. I I argue against that. I think that's false. So conversely, I argue, you don't need to put a panoply of people on here because that's the only way that you get justice. I don't think that's true. The way you get justice is that you write laws that are just. For example, they passed in 1920 a law that gave me, and it went on to be an amendment to the Constitution, gave me the right to vote. You know who passed that law? White guys. Right. White guys, not only in Congress, but over and over and over and over again, three-fourths, isn't it, Joe, of the states have to approve it. Right. So over and over and over again, a bunch of white guys gave women in this country the right to vote. So the concept that I can only see things from an old white lady's perspective, I reject. The question is, what does this Constitution say, and did this law or regulation constructed by the government 
abide by these rules. And if it doesn't, simple enough, we'll amend the Constitution. Because once we do that, that makes the law consistent. Now, I'm not trivializing amending the Constitution. It's, it is a challenging thing to do. But today, it seems like advocates for um, many different issues across the board, rather than doing this hard work of amending the Constitution, have tried to morph the courts into becoming legislators who then construct what they decide is the greater social order or whatever these people's passions are and impose it, never mind the Constitution. Right. No, I mean, I, we've all agreed to live by these laws. That's, that's how this works. I so agree. if I we want that to be a law, if I want it to be a law, then that's, and, and ultimately I can't get people to agree to it, that 18-year-olds can vote, that the Congress can't give themselves a raise, that all black people have the right to uh, vote and own property, et cetera, et cetera. Simple enough. Put that in the Constitution. And time and time and time again, look at the passion of the people who wanted to outlaw the consumption of alcohol in this country. Big, passionate social order thing. They managed to get it in the Constitution. However, it turned out to be a very bad idea, and 33 years later, they took it back out. I, it troubles me when I hear people saying the only people who can have the perspective of that group are the members of that group. And that therefore that justifies setting up panels where there are people of all those groups. Phyllis Schlafly, I think that's how you said her name, was an adamant anti-abortion person. Adamant, adamant, adamant. She's an old white lady. I couldn't, and she's gone now. She's dead. I couldn't disagree with her more. So could she have represented my perspective? No, absolutely not. So just looking at people, and I'm sure she'd say the same for me, conversely, right? Just putting people in a place that look like some model that people want to see does not assure that what those, that group is passionate about will happen. Well, Cindy, you also hear uh, an emphasis of what you're saying when uh, people say, well, this way, if you have a black woman on the court, little black girls that are growing up will say there's someone on the court who looks like me. You hear that phrase, you know, there's someone is at the head table who looks like me, or there's somebody, you know, you'll see a teacher who looks like me, that that would be better. So that's a, that's an add-on to that same conversation. Well, and I, I, I think part of this, you know, you and I pointed out we're in agreement on this. It just sounds strange to say that of all the qualified human beings in the world, the only ones that are actually qualified this time are black women. Well, that's really silly. It just it just smacks as uh, sort of anti. It's, it's, it sounds like it should be illegal. I, you know? From my point of view, it models the antithesis of what people want. What people want, if I understand it, is that the candidate for the job is judged on their competencies, on their skill set, on their experience. Right or wrong? Right. Right. Not whether they're sitting in a wheelchair, not whether or not they have uh, the ability to see or don't, not whether they are old or young, not whether they are married to someone who looks like them or doesn't, not, not that they uh, have one religious belief or another, not that they walk, 
uh, joined one political party or another, they'd have a devil of a time. I just changed my registration again. So, it, you know, it is, we're being sidetracked on the wrong things. I'm all for whoever's the most qualified person based on their skill set and their experience should get the job. I am all for that. And it doesn't matter to me what they look like or whether or not they need Braille books or whether or not they uh, go home and their significant other is the same sex or a different one. None of that matters to me. None of that would make me feel any better. If there was an old white lady on the court, I, and there is not now, would I feel any better? <laughs> no. Okay. Many she times left. when there was Touché. an old white lady, I disagreed with her. So I didn't feel represented by her. All right. We got you. Thank you Good so point, much, Cindy. Cindy. Really I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you. one 800 our telephone number. We're going to take another quickie break. When we come back, we'll keep talking about this idea that President Biden is uh, going to nominate a black woman, just like President Reagan said he was going to nominate a woman when he was campaigning. So we still haven't found out what the difference is. One's good, one's bad. Not sure. Maybe Joe can explain it again in slower language for me. But we'd love your two cents. I will try. Thank you. Okay. When we come back, 1-800-795-9565. Or we can talk about whatever it is that's going to help glue this country back together. Why don't we talk about that? Some moderation for a change. What can help this country? 1-800-795-9565. Whoopi Goldberg was helping the country, but now she's off the air for two weeks, so we'll have to wait. She was not helping the country. Okay, sorry. We'll be right back. Thank you so much, Kevin. Has additional significance today because <laughs> that was the song played at the uh, rally for Punxsutawney Phil in the movie. Oh, okay. All right. Super duper. Thank you so much. All right, Joe, you have more than enough information right. to Rob read. Rob says, hey, Joe, because Mark doesn't have his shoes on, is the smell of defeat in the air? <laughs> <laughs> Do my Very feet stink? Very good. Well, let's not get into that All today. Right. Okay. What about Shoeless Mark? Do you think that's shoeless a nickname? Shoeless Mark. That? Well, there was Shoeless Joe Jackson. He was a baseball player. In the 40s? No, in the teens. It was the okay, Black Sox scandal. You remember the Black Sox yes, scandal? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Trying to fix the World Series. Right. And then Larry G. from Texas wanted us to know he's still listening down in Texas in 22. He says, have a great day and year. Stay well and providing food for thought. He's well, still that's alive. What we do here, right? <laughs> then another reader, uh, writer says, the only reason Biden even said he would appoint a black woman to the court is because he needed those votes. He was backed into a corner and had to say it. If he hadn't said that, those votes would not have come his way. I agree with Joe that the justices should be able to put aside bias and come to a conclusion. And as as Cindy points out correctly, they've done that so many times in the past. Right, and the right thing. Uh, and let's see, I feel represented by anyone who could read and comprehend text, ideologies, 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 Ideology. Ideologies, right, need not apply. Okay. okay. On then, the topic um, of Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi apologizes again, not her first huge stupidity. Um, and then and they then point it. out that uh, she uh, supported Roman Polanski, uh, saying he was not guilty of rape-rape when he had uh, <laughs> sexual relations with a 16-year-old girl. I think she also supported Bill Cosby back in the day, too. Did she? Okay. Then another emailer says, uh, Trump's rally in Texas has been estimated at 90,000 from several sources. On partying the January 6th people, he used that little word, if. 
it is appropriate. Right, if they're treated unfairly. So I guess that that is important to add. That gets lost in a lot of the conversations. It, it was uh, depending upon <laughs> whether or not they were treated fairly, but now he says quite a few aren't being treated fairly. Well, I don't know who's the specifics going to define it? Who's going to define the fairness factor? <laughs> well, just ask the defendants. They'll tell you. <laughs> I'm sure every one of them thinks they're unfair. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, there's probably, I've seen people plead guilty that say, I, I'm guilty of this. I did it. I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. I apologize. I'll make restitution. And uh, and usually judges take into consideration in sentencing whether or not you've expressed remorse. Right. Whether uh, real remorse, remorse seems genuine. Not just gavel remorse, which is the other kind where you say, oh, uh, Your you, Honor, I'm so sorry. I got caught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So. All right. And uh, another up. writer agrees with Cindy. He says, Cindy is 1,000% correct. And I agree with him. She is. Well, and I think you're right. If, if you want to divide people, tell people that half the country is not qualified to be a U.S. Supreme Court justice, even if they are qualified, you know, because they're not a black woman. Well, the other uh, Chris uh, who called in and he's saying, you know, we oh. need to expand the court to take in every possible ethnic <laughs> permutation we can find out there. Well, the census says there's only four races, but within those, within blocks, and you consider all the different categories, there's like 217,000 different categories of people. But anyway, so Ronald Reagan tells a group of women prior to being uh, re-elected that he's going to appoint a woman to the U.S. Supreme Court. How is that different than President Biden saying, I'm going to pick a black woman to go in the court? I don't think substantially it is different, except oh, okay. that Joe Biden said he was going to try and unite the country. That's the difference. In other words, I don't think you unite the country by saying, we're going to narrow this down to one specific ethnic element in making an important appointment to the Supreme Court. President Reagan uh, was considered a divider back in the days in the early sure. part of his administration. I mean, he was considered, but he didn't say, I'm bringing the country together over this one issue. I think in retrospect, I would not, if I were Ronald Reagan, I wouldn't have said that. I would have just said, I'm going to find the best qualified Supreme Court justice I can How find. Could you word and that? I'm going to look specifically to see if a woman rises to the right, top. Right, exactly. You're very good at that, saying how people in history should have said things. He should have said, okay, there's, there's 100,000 men and women in the U.S. who are qualified to go in the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm going to look specifically to women, or I'm going to favor women, or and I think it's fair think to say it's that it's that time for a woman. Rece- okay. I think it's time that a woman receive serious consideration for this post, but I'm going to pick the best qualified candidate. All right, we you got know, and phones. I think you could say we we run an ad here in the station that says minorities and women encouraged to apply. Doesn't say they're going to get the job. It <laughs> says they're encouraged to apply, which means we're trying to say we want to cast a wide pool and we want to get the best qualified candidate. Well, there's a lawsuit now. An NFL fired NFL coach said that the right the coach from the action, uh, I guess the uh, uh, Miami Dolphins right uh, said that the the whole affirmative action plan of the NFL is a sham and it's like a fifty. Six million dollars suit or something. Well, He's only, really damaged by this. At the moment, the only black NFL coach is a fellow by the name of Mike Tomlin from the Pittsburgh Steelers, head coach. But He's you know, a bad coach? Face, huh? He's a bad coach? No, no, I said head coach. Oh, head coach. I thought you said bad <laughs> no. coach. Oh, no, you're kidding. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Some yeah. days I think he is. But Watch yourself. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Some days I question whether he's good or bad. <laughs> well, and speaking of coaching, uh, I know a lot of folks probably don't love the Steve Jones show because it all it deals with sports ball, but it's great this week. The fabulous people, Matt McGloin and different players and coaches have been calling in and folks from ESPN and people who have... Uh, 
uh, you know, played with the Pittsburgh Steelers, have called it, with great insights about what it's really like to be at that pro level and how difficult it is. And uh, one of them talked about what a sense of relief it is as soon as they got out of the NFL. Well, I, I think that a lawsuit, let's face it, the NFL is largely composed of color uh, players of color. Mm-hmm. So it's not unreasonable to suspect that, in theory, how do you how do you become a coach? Usually it's by playing the game. Right. You, you've learned something about the game. So to the extent that a large number of people of color have not risen to the position of head coach, I think that is a legitimate thing to question. Where did Tom, is Tom Brady going to coach, or is he going to become a commentator? Well, I, I don't know, probably a commentator. He's got five years before he can go into the Hall of Fame. Actually, yeah. I don't see him being either. either. Probably okay. not. He said, he, had, he said other things demand his attention. Where did he, he play didn't say college what things football? they were. I don't know. Where did Brady play, Kevin? I don't remember. I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> oh, jeez. How did you know that? Boy, you got good insights. That just popped into my head. I know he went to a Catholic... What does it matter? Uh, I know he went to a Catholic high school. My lovely bride, who's Catholic, points that out. Well, he, Incidentally, Tom Brady went to a Catholic high school. Honey. Okay. Well, University he, of Michigan. University I was going to say Michigan, and I thought I was wrong, but it's the University of Michigan. Okay. okay. So there you have Tom Brady. He I probably will become... That. He probably, if anything, he'll become a commentator. They usually... They usually do. Or maybe Ben Roethlisberger will become one. Who knows? But it's I, I don't be, see either one of them doing that, actually. It's going to be Joe. crowded at the five years from now at the Hall of Fame, the two of them being inducted at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to make Steelers fans ecstatic. <laughs> Watching <laughs> Tom Brady go in <laughs> and the, then at, Ben Roethlisberger. At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, come the, on. the least Brady could have done is hold off retiring for another year so that Ben could go in and then he could go in. <laughs> and, and for those that don't know, the reason that's going to be insulting is because the Patriots kept the Steelers out of many divisional playoff games, AFC championship games, and Super Bowls during Brady's years yes, there. Yes, they did. And how don't long, rub the salt in the wound, buddy. Let me ask you this, Kevin. You understand sports better than I do. The, Tom Brady's sometimes viewed as having participated in some scandals or cheating. How long, now that he's not playing, how long will that stick around? I, I don't think it really stuck around that much. I mean, deflate gate where they, you know, lower the air pressure in the footballs. I, I don't think that really was about much reading? about him as much as it was about the staff. Were they the lip readers? No, 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 no. they were the team. ones that were got, the, the Patriots did uh, get caught, or Belichick, their head coach, did get caught uh, videotaping other teams. Yeah, what, right. what about the lip reading, I think, was, wasn't that in baseball? Uh, well, there were sign stealing in sign baseball. Stealing. Was right. that yeah. trash yeah. can Astros, banging. I believe? And who trash did the trash can, can banging in baseball? <laughs> that one I don't remember. Oh, yeah, 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 there was one. I don't remember I don't it was, recall that I do one. Recall. Oh, it was somebody who could see the pitcher and would see what the signal, no, well, who could see the catcher and would see what the signal was somebody put and a would pound a, on a trash can <laughs> the signal to the a hitter, right? Okay, because he could see. Oh, it. he could I see what that. The somebody put a meme on uh, on uh, Facebook of Tom Brady, and on the caption was "known cheater." Well, here's <laughs> oh, the <geez>. thing: <laughs> Tom Brady is Tom Brady is the viewed either as the greatest of all time by many people, or a cheater, depending on which side of the aisle you're on. If you're on somebody that, that if you're somebody that supports what he did and how long he did it and the level he did. He's obviously the GOAT. If you hated the Patriots, as many people do, it didn't matter what Brady or anybody else did. They cheated, so Brady was a cheater. I I think the big problem there is that he was so good and dismantled so many teams so many times that there were a lot of people that didn't like him and still don't because he was that good. My personal hero these days is Evan McPherson. 
And, and by the way, uh, Chief just let me know that the Astros were the ones that banged the trash okay, can. Okay, the Astros. Yep. yep. I, I knew they were caught stealing signs, but I didn't know how. I didn't remember how. Two years after the Astros won the 2017 World Series, it was revealed by Oakland pitcher Mike Fears, a former Astro, in an interview with The Athletic, that the club engaged in an elaborate scheme to steal the opposing catcher's signs by monitoring a video screen and informing batters what pitch was coming by banging singles signals on a trash can. <laughs> Listen, when I played Little League, I, it didn't matter what pitch it was. I could have known what pitch it was. I still didn't hit it. You should think that somebody would have been a little curious about some guy banging a trash can every time a pitch is about to take place. It was a fake member of the ballpark security team at Roger Dean Stadium wearing an official polo shirt with the word security on it that's that spent Alex Bregman's entire plate appearance. Uh, well, anyway, that's who it was. He was dressed as a security person. But why would a security person be banging on a trash can? You think somebody would eventually <laughs> Trying to get the trash out of the bottom of the can that's stuck. <laughs> okay. You can justify that All one. Right. Well, in any event, so much for sports. We'll let that to Steve Jones. I'm sure yes. he'll cover it much more thoroughly and much more comprehensively than we can in the well, time maybe we remaining. can ask him to join us on Friday. Incidentally, Friday we're going to hear from a Bucknell University professor who is a professor of Chinese international relations with an emphasis in athletics. Oh, who's going to talk to us about the Olympics and uh, the economics involved and what's really going on in China. So that'll be Friday morning uh, on WKOK. Oh, we also have Financial Friday on Friday, so we got two oh, things coming be a big up. Day. Friday, is yes. Futterman available from CBS anytime next week? Who? Uh, possibly. Steve Futterman? We never know. Yeah. He's until covering the, the he's covering the Olympics. And he, I know they've made him available for us a couple. Uh, of we times. never know until the day of. No. They're, they're what? Twelve hours ahead of us, or something, something like that. One of our emailers says regarding the Supreme Court vacancy, I've listened to the debate on this topic for three days on the show. Joe, you're wrong. <laughs> it is going to happen. Get over it, and please move on to some other topic. Well, we've just been discussing sports. I hope that pleases you. <laughs> And actually, we were kind of drug into it. We didn't start discussing it. It was just other things came in to play, and then it came up. So you're wrong because you say that it seems unfair. I don't know. Just well, I think you're wrong. some people assume that if you, if you don't like the idea that President Biden's going to pick a black woman, it means that you assume that no black woman would be qualified, which is far, no one's making that nothing argument. could be farther from the truth. Right. I don't think it's racist to oppose President Biden saying that he wants a black woman on the court. I, I don't think that everybody else in the country is saying that, okay, well, that's because there is no well, qualified black woman. I Nobody's agree, saying that. I do agree with Milton Chris in one thing. There is no one right candidate in terms of uh, everybody would agree that this is the absolutely the right candidate. But the president has the right to pick somebody who is philosophically aligned with his viewpoints, and he should. And Joe Biden is perfectly free to pick a black woman, a transgender woman, whoever he wants to pick. I just my only point was I think he's putting uh, putting a, a stain on their nomination. You know, they always say an asterisk. It's like Steve, Pete Rose. There's always going to be an asterisk on his career. Well, he's not getting in the Hall of Fame. So. <laughs> right, no, <laughs> there's no not any time he were, soon. But what about like Barry Bonds or somebody? Their uh, their records do have an asterisk in them because he used steroids. Most like Roger Maris has an asterisk on his home run record because he had one more game or two more games. Uh, okay, a longer well, season. You, you right. could you could make the argument about A. Rod and and Bonds and those guys and Sosa not being in the Hall of Fame because of the positive steroid tests, but 
it's tougher with guys that didn't have it, but then were outspoken. You know, Roger Clemens is one of those guys that I think probably should be in. And uh, there, there's another one whose name just like that escapes me right now. Joey was a pitcher. I uh, was with the Phillies for a, for a time as well, but uh, because of the fact that they were so outspoken. Well, it's a joke um, if they don't let Pete Rose in. So I'm sorry. Well, and and the other thing you have granted, to, he's not the most you know the most wonderful, blameless Snow White guy in the history of sports, but by golly, he was one of the best of all time. And the fact oh. that he's not in there, I got to take a break. Okay. We'll be right back. Jeez. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We got to start talking here. Yeah, we we should. They pay Kurt us for Schilling that. is the name we couldn't think of, not Roger Clemens. So uh, thank you for that. Um, I wasn't trying to think of it. No, I was. I was. <laughs> Kurt Schilling was the one. Made some comments uh, after his career was over that kind of didn't ring well with people, and uh, it ended up not getting him into the hall on the ballots. So was he racist or something? Yeah, it was. A, yeah, there's a lot of things with Schilling that he's gay, comments that he's made. Maybe. He's a uh, right winger, I believe, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> he's made a few comments <laughs> that have not rubbed people correct or the right way. We'll put it that way. Right. Well, when he played well, he played so fabulously. And shouldn't well. that be the reason you're in the hall? Or not the whole. Well, yeah, I think and so. And then we start back with Pete Rose again on that argument. <laughs> and then we go and we... Charlie That's a longer Hustle. conversation, Charlie Joe. Hustle, he should be in there. Join the continuation of On the Mark today at 3 p.m. on the Steve Jones Show on WKOK. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.